Welcome back to the Silver Screen Roll Podcast Network. This is I Love Basketball. I'm your host, Sabrina Merchant, joined as always by Raj Chapalo. Raj, in the uh, in the year, I guess, that we've been doing this podcast, honestly, I've forgotten when you joined. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that there has ever been a more fitting episode for this name of the show than tonight. What what a ridiculous game. The Lakers win against the New Orleans Pelicans by three. A stupid game that had no reason going into overtime, but it did. Just just what are your what are your initial thoughts here, Raj? That's I forgot what those type of games felt like. It's been so long since we've had those type of games. I had to remind myself to breathe a few times. I was stressed. The, the Pelicans, we went on like a 17-2 run to close the, close the half. I was extremely excited. Pelicans go on a 15-0 run the third with Jose Alvarado going on. A, like, it was such a perfect fitting. LeBron, you know, at the end, able to get to the rim and close it a few times. But, that yeah, there's no other better name. This is why you watch. This is why we say we love basketball. Because of nights like this, Matt Ryan, uh, the story from him. Like, it's, there's just a, so much stuff here. But it was finally fun um, to get a game like this that mattered. Pelicans are a real team. It matters, you know, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. admittedly, this is a team that was missing its best defensive player, arguably its best offensive player, although I think I think Zion is a better offensive player than Ingram, but like I'm willing to entertain that debate. You know? Yeah. They're missing an all-star and their best defensive player. We needed this one. Like I'm watching through most of the fourth quarter, just like hands on my face, you know, like trying to be as still as possible. Like they mm-hmm. flashed to Jeannie in the, you know, stands with her hands just like clasped in front of her face. I'm like, this is exactly how I feel. Like, I'm so stressed. Why am I so stressed? Seventh game into the season. <laughs> we really needed this win. We really needed this win. And I was feeling so overwhelmingly positive at halftime, right? Yes, that second mm-hmm. quarter was just about the most perfect brand of Lakers basketball for this roster uh-huh. that I could envision. Right. I was thinking like tonight's gonna be a bittersweet show because I'm going to miss Russell Westbrook when we trade him. <laughs> like, I'm actually going to miss this guy. <laughs> Think about all of the Russell Westbrook talk that you and I have had that just everyone on the speed has had that everyone in the Lakers fan base has had. And yet I'm watching him work in the second quarter, the passing clinic that he is putting on this incredible chemistry that he has developed with Troy Brown Jr. Like, did Mm -hmm. they become blood brothers during their time on the Wizards or something? I don't understand. He was so much fun to watch. Just the rebounds, the charges, the way he was fronting Zion Williamson. Our offense for long stretches looked like abject shit. Terrible. What was happening um, Mm -hmm. for very long stretches. And yet Russ was just making things happen like, He's running pick and rolls with LeBron James. Like, why did it take us 90 games for him and LeBron to be running this many pick and rolls with each other? I'm just watching it thinking like, I know the Lakers are going to eventually have to trade Russ. I'm going to be sad when it happens. Like, this is this is what I was feeling early in the game. Serena, I am not letting you go into trade talk tonight. No, we are no, we are not doing that. No, this this was a good brand of basketball. Agreed. I was having so much fun watching Russell Westbrook. I have not felt like this. Since he came to the Lakers, I, I want to know what kind of magic stuff that uh oh, magic is an interesting word to say here, <laughs> but fine. like what kind of <laughs> what kind of stuff that um Darwin Ham kind of is is spreading to him because all the stuff you mentioned is true and the defense, the point of attack defense, in a full stance against CJ McCollum when it matters, like and again the the defense on Zion that you brought up, I mean mm-hmm. winning the physical battles, helping out on the boards. This is the most burst I've seen him have as well. Like, I thought, you know, he had a crazy crossover, I think, on Dyson Daniels where mm-hmm. he attacked the rim. I was like, where has that been? Where has that Russell Westbrook right. been 
for the last, you know, one and a half years. Like, I just haven't seen any of that in the decision-making and the passing. We saw the, I think you talked about the chemistry with him and Troy Brown. He had a play where, like, he hit him on a off the bounce with the left hand. The and tight Russell angles. Get, Crazy. And he got hype off the pass, you know? Like, he started, like, hyping himself up over the assist. And I was like... Oh, this is amazing. And he didn't play, I believe, from like two minutes left in the fourth and didn't play the whole overtime. You see what Darvin Ham can do, allowed to like, okay, Russell Westbrook doesn't fit, right? He took a wing three, which obviously is not the shot you want Russell Westbrook taking. But right away after that shot, Darvin Ham's like, no, I can't have him in the game. So he took him out and the Lakers were able to get a little bit more on offense. But yeah, this was so fun. And this is the Russell Westbrook we've been hoping for. Sabrina, I'm finally in my mentions getting non-Russell Westbrook trade like requests <laughs> people are like what can we get for Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn and I'm like oh okay yeah, so Patrick Beverly least... Kendrick Nunn in the 2027 first is like the new THT Kendrick Nunn in the 2027 first <laughs> which led to Patrick Beverly kind of the right, THT it's the same trade package <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now it gets you nothing it gets you literally nothing <laughs> that's fine that's fine we have a team that's a building team. Yeah, that's building something. I feel like our defense is legit. So I thought tonight something was happened the in the third quarter. I don't know what happened defensively in the third quarter, but for the most part, I would say yes. our defense was really quite wonderful. Like our hands are everywhere. They're finally using like the fact that we're small has finally provided an advantage because we're just faster. Like this mm-hmm. is at last like one good thing that has come from our lack of size is just this speed. Uh, and you see it in transition. You just see it like the way they recover in the half court. Um, Anthony Davis. Oh, my God. We can't talk about defense without Anthony Davis. What what a freak. Like, he was just swallowing up fools is what I wrote in my notes earlier in the game. <laughs> like That block that he had on Zion where you just gobbled him up. Like, insane. The way he's playing defense this season, like, I admittedly, I have not watched the Bucks yet this year. So forgive any comparisons to Giannis, but defensive player of the year in the west i sure for sure like he's fantastic i think in the league i don't think there's anyone playing defense better than him so did that second quarter remind you kind of of the title year like just like the glimpses right yeah just like the pace yeah the pace the defense ad just swallowing up like you talked about everyone Mm -hmm. at the rim uh they just got a bunch of steals Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I told you before, after the last game or one of our losses, like, I think we front the post like really well. Like, yeah, I really we do. Think, we front the post extremely well. And we saw kind of the advantage of that tonight, right? <laughs> Russell Westbrook fronted Zion every time. And they just, I love couldn't... Russell Westbrook as a post defender. Who knew? <laughs> and like, they're fronting him. They're, they got like, I think eight steals in the second quarter. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it, it was felt, a like, much they... lower number than you'd expect. <laughs> it felt like a lot. <laughs> It, it felt like they turned him over a lot and we yeah. were running a ton. Like Lonnie Walker kind of had some shades of KCP to me where like we got the turnover through the ball of the floor and he's able to attack the basket. Like it was much better uh, finisher in transition, much better finisher in transition than KCP. <laughs> much very better. True. Lonnie Walker, uh, just a side note, 28 points. I don't think they called a single play for him. Like it just felt. And you could tell he felt so bad at the end of the game when he missed that corner three. Oh, yeah. Like, it was eating at him. And then he just comes out right in the overtime, like, gets that shot right back. I was so proud of him. (laughs) Yeah, he's been been so good. And his three-point shot, I think, is starting to come around. Mm -hmm. His athleticism just, like, pops to me next to LeBron and AD. Like, you put another athlete like that, like, there's places where LeBron kicks to him, and he has just a little bit of space, and he just eats that space up. And he's at the rim. Mm -hmm. He had a dunk in in the half court. I know! (laughs) 
What's, what, what's our last guard to have a dunk in the half court? We don't have that. We don't have athletes like that. You'd think a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, like athleticism would be one of our advantages. It has not been, not since the mm-hmm. title year. Like Lonnie Walker is the only like quote unquote athlete that we really have on this team. And I was talking about this with Jacob on Sunday's podcast after the Nuggets win. But like, like you said, like the way he eats up space, the way he just gets that like little extra elevation on his jumper. It's so nice to have somebody like that on the team. Right. Yeah. And he he gets to the basket. He's starting to finish. And I think we talked about this before, but he gets to the line. Like that's such a inc- and he makes even his free throws. <laughs> his free throws. Yes. And he gets a line even more than LeBron does, weirdly. Like he gets more foul calls from the refs. It's really somehow. hard to officiate LeBron and they're not doing a good job of it this year. <laughs> Uh, they've had 20 years, Sabrina. I would hope that, like, you know. It didn't get any that... easier with Shaq either. Uh, come on. Like, you know, LeBron's been doing this exact thing for, like, 18 years. Like, let's let's figure it out. But, yeah, Lonnie Walker gets to the rim. I think he's having some nice chemistry with AD. I love the Austin and Lonnie lineups. Like, I like sorry, Malik Monk, but, like, the Lonnie Walker has just fit right into that, like a hand-and-glove fit. And I just think mm-hmm. those two – are really fun and they're young. They're under 20, they're 25 or something like that. 20s, I think 23. Like it's nice to have young pieces on a good team. And you can see they're starting to build, they're starting to understand good habits. We needed this win. Oh my God. That would have been just an awful way. Crushing, right? Yeah, but another another nice piece that we signed this offseason, Troy Brown Jr. Like you said, fits like a glove. I mean, we had just the highest of hopes for him, you know, because he was the mm-hmm. only real three and D guy that the Lakers signed this offseason. And they were probably just absurdly high expectations because of what his career has been in Chicago and in Washington to this point. But the theory of him being a perfect fit on this Lakers team existed. And like, it's, it's happening. It's really happening. Like him in the starting lineup is so good. Like he can actually defend players who are wing size. He just cuts onto the court so seamlessly like he's always in the right spot that offensive rebound that he got in the fourth quarter off of LeBron's missed free throw I worry that he hurt his back on it because he didn't come back in the game afterwards <laughs> but such a big play uh the offensive chemistry with Russell Westbrook like I mean I mentioned this before we started recording like do I like our offseason like I'm thinking about this we signed Lonnie Walker we signed Troy Brown Jr. we signed Matt come to Ryan the light. <laughs> like incredible things that have happened for the Lakers but I love watching Troy Brown Jr. I mean, this this lineup that the Lakers run without LeBron in it, with Russ, mm-hmm. Austin, Lonnie, Troy, and AD. I have never liked a non-LeBron lineup since he arrived on the Lakers. I'm going to make a Russ, blanket I've... statement here. Since LeBron arrived on the Lakers, I've never liked a non-LeBron lineup. This one is great. I really, really enjoy it. Um, the non-Russ AD lineup, like the LeBron at center or whatever lineup, actually is like kind of terrifying, but like in a bad way. But this lineup with the Russ AD, it's really good because Reeves, Walker, and um, Troy Brown, they just move so well off the ball. They can defend their position. They play so well in transition. You get the playmaking from Russ. You get just the all everything from mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. Like I know he missed a couple bunnies down the end of the fourth quarter that like maybe would have prevented this game from going into overtime in the first place. But those are like three wings that I like on the Lakers. <laughs> like, how cool is that? So let's, let's stick on Troy Brown because I think I said like early on. I remember we were starting these three guards. I was like, no, like Troy Brown has to be in these lineups. To. Like we yeah. we need like a six seven six eight guy. And we talk about this a lot on the pod that we've been doing. Like the bar is low. Like when you're <laughs> next to LeBron and AD, right? Like the bar is low. Serena, 
So for the Bulls last year, 66 games, Troy Brown averaged 16 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. He's averaging like 30 a game. How us. can he's he not 20. get on the floor more for that Bulls team? I don't understand. <laughs> but again, the bar is higher when like it's not LeBron and AD. You need to be able to do more stuff. But he just does like I remember like he caught the ball on offensive rebound and then like put a floater up and it went in. I was like, oh, like, yes, like that's and that's like, you know, like it wasn't like some amazing play, but it's just like, oh, he's a guy. He attacks the boards. He got it. And he finished inside like it's a low bar, but it's what we needed. You like not to like compare this team to last year because our record still isn't great so far. But like yeah. you just juxtapose that with like Kent Bazemore, right, who uh-huh. I don't think is that much of a worse athlete than Troy Brown or whatever. Uh-huh. But like just the way those two play. Troy Brown kind of fits perfectly what you want in a role player, while Kent Bazemore is more erratic and kind of can be have, be up and down. So, like, I think those type of differences just make him such a beautiful fit with us. And you're right, those Russ, Austin Reeves, Troy Brown, Wenyan Gabriel, I think is a part of that. I think Russ and Wenyan mostly plays with LeBron because he has to play backup center. Yeah, but he yeah. can run the floor. I love mm-hmm. how he can run the floor. Um, but yeah, Russ and I think Russ and Austin have really nice chemistry. Russ and Troy Brown, just guys who cut off him. And we're finding something. I don't know what we're finding, but like, I think we're getting a deeper understanding to this team. I don't think we're a two and five team. Like, I, I mean, we, we are we're a two and five. We team are our record. <laughs> we lost for, five games to start the season. It happened. Thank you for uh, bringing me back down. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I mean, just like what I've watched, like our process isn't a two and five team. Like to me, like I, it's just not like what I've like. I just don't see a team that's like that bad. We're too good defensively. We just didn't hit, hit some open threes. Like we're st- we still mm-hmm. can't shoot it in the darn ocean. But no, we can't. Uh, but and yeah, it almost I, cost I us today. <laughs> again, it almost cost us. Yeah. So hopefully we can build some type of offensive chemistry. But it's interesting. Kendrick Nunn's gone from the rotation. Damian Jones gone from the rotation. <laughs> I know. Um, so like you mentioned that we needed someone six, seven in the starting lineup to mm-hmm. start games. And my solution was let's just play a center. And then LeBron becomes that six, seven guy. And unless Thomas Bryant, like is pre ACL tear Thomas Bryant yeah. a center is not our answer. You're right. It's no. Troy Brown. I, I see the floor to you. That was a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And JTA didn't even play tonight. Like I think he's going to uh, be somewhat a part of this in, in some way. Um, and we'll see where the guards go. I thought Patrick Beverly struggled until like the overtime mm-hmm. where he had one job where Darvin Ham was like, you stick CJ McCollum and you don't do anything else <laughs> yeah. in the overtime. And that's what I want to see from him. Right. But, and I think the only shot that CJ hit in the overtime was, or he hit two, but the first one that he hit was when Zion drove baseline and was full foot out of bounds. He was halfway to New Orleans, <laughs> Serena. He was halfway to New Orleans. So what was that? Like, how do you miss that call? Stu Lance's reaction upon seeing the replay was just so funny. So, to me. so good. <laughs> Stu deserves a better basketball team, honestly. Like he's he's been through some some terrible stuff these last uh, this last decade or so. I'm glad that he has a you know a little more to work with the last couple of games. But I hope uh, so. Yeah, I, I just wanted to go over the the other role players real quick. Um, Wenyan, we briefly touched on given quite possibly the hardest assignment in the world today, <laughs> just try to contain Zion Williamson because LeBron can't do it because LeBron first had the job. <laughs> and then Darwin was like, Nope, no, this is not working because Zion literally just like popped like a little like jump hook right over LeBron. And there was like a straight arm up from LeBron could not contest it. So we're like, we need somebody slightly taller. I think Wenyan has a slightly longer wingspan than LeBron does. And this poor guy is just putting his body in front of Zion Williamson and doing all that he can to stop him from converting at the rim. And it worked a couple times. 
It did. It did. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that one of the fouls that he was called for was actually a clean strip on Zion. But that is, that's an impossible job. It's just like sending a guy in front of a firing squad and hoping they miss. (laughs) And I thought, I thought he did pretty well. And I thought his activity on offense was really important. You mentioned this earlier, the offensive rebound that he had late in the game when we were down three, that put back so important. Um, There was an earlier play where he had just like this perfect little touch pass out to the corner for a three pointer. And I'm like, the big who can move the ball like that. Like, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And I have been saying that when needs to play more and I'm going to stand on my horse a little bit here because I'm very happy that he has proven himself to be the best big in this rotation. Cause I really like watching him play. He just, he brings so much energy and I like watching guys who play hard and he's one of them. Yeah. Again, it, like the bar is play hard and like run the floor. Like stop not like setting it's a... up corner threes for when, though. please stop doing it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he airballed like a mid-range one last game. I remember like there's no need hit for rim him this time, but okay. Hit rim. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't need to chew. But yeah, his fit has just been great. I, I think he's played extremely hard. I didn't think he would win the Damian Jones, Thomas Bryant like battle. I didn't think like he'd be the best out of that bunch, but he, he has. <laughs> and it uh, looks like he's going to continue to play the backup five uh, position. But I think we've got like even when Thomas Bryant comes back, I'm curious if they like move him like to play with AD at all because AD is playing 100% of his minutes at center. And I think they've kind of gone all into it. People wondered if Jonas Valanciunas would kind of change that format thinking mm-hmm. and they didn't. They no, kept the Pelicans him on stopped playing JV. <laughs> yeah, we made them adjust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun. But just a side note real quick. I don't think I've ever seen anyone like Zion. Like what in the world was that? Let I've never seen someone like go at LeBron in the chest like six times and then go at AD seven times and then finish the exact same way. Exact same left hand shot off the glass. He's so strong and he's so athletic and his spin move like when he when he feels the contact, he absorbs it and then he just spins like it is that spin is so fast. It does not seem possible for it to be that fast considering how big of a dude he is. But like, I mean, this is the reason why I think was it like overtime elite like made its name was because they just posted Zion highlights from South Carolina high schools and like no one could believe what they were watching (laughs) like this is this is what he is um I mean I remember watching in college and just like like it it's not describable like what he does like you mentioned nobody should have the physicality to just be able to constantly put their chest into LeBron's and yet he just did that and like looked unfaced it's incredible I've never seen that. I've never seen someone bump into LeBron. LeBron goes flying. Yeah. And then the, that dude just lands on Takes his two it. feet. Yeah, just lands two feet, hits his layup, and runs the other way. I've never yeah. seen that before. He's incredible. He is incredible. I think we've I think we've gone long enough without talking about the hero of the day here, though. Um, and again, I want to express some credit for us because uh, we have spent some time talking about time. one Matt Ryan yeah. on this podcast. I spent some time writing about one Matt Ryan on Silver Screen and Roll. And even though for much of the first half, my commentary in our Slack was, why is there so much Matt Ryan happening? This is a lot of Matt Ryan. Oh my God, this is a lot of Matt Ryan. <laughs> one, kudos to Darvin Ham for playing him ahead of Juan Toscano Anderson during the first half because I'm not sure those minutes, like, I can't remember exactly how we fared during those minutes in the first half. I'm sure we did pretty well because everything went well during the first half. But, like, you bring in a cold Matt Ryan in the second half, like, who hasn't had any minutes to date, I feel like it's a much different situation, right? Like, you can't just put a guy in there and expect him to make that shot. 
even one who is as trigger happy as Matt Ryan, because my goodness, that guy will get any shot up. It is incredible. <laughs> I love that he knows his job. He was so freaking committed to I get the ball, I put the ball up. Like, that's it. <laughs> Stop me if I dribble more than three times. Like, find me if I dribble more than three times. <laughs> but for him to, like, have had, you know, the comfort, at least, because he's been in the game already. I was a little upset that we didn't get him in on the possession before when we needed the three. Mm-hmm. There's there's some like late games execution stuff for Darwin to work through as a first year head coach. But we're we're getting there. It's fine. People complain a lot about the contact that Anthony Davis makes on screens or lack thereof that Anthony Davis makes on screens. He's at one really damn good screen today, and that was that player screen is bring Matt Ryan in the corner. Austin makes the pass just long enough to get there. I mean, right in the shooting pocket. I'm mm-hmm. thinking that the game is over when Lonnie misses the three right, and we have to foul and. Lovely, lovely Dyson Daniels, who was selected with the Lakers pick that they sent to New Orleans last year, <laughs> does one favor for the team that is listed on his basketball reference page as the team that drafted him, misses both of the free throws. Like, cleanly, I, I couldn't believe that we were still in the game, honestly. Like, I'm just, like, dealing with the, the thought, thought of being over. one and six and, like, oh, my God, we only really have one win. And that's against a team that had no backup point guard and yada, yada, yada. And, like, all the thoughts going through my head. He misses both the free throws. Poor rookie. I mean, it'll get better. It's fine. Like, this is just one game. But then we finally get, like, a better lineup in. Although, why Patrick Beverly was still in? Because there's no way his release is fast enough to have gotten a shot off in that time. <laughs> I'm unclear. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, that's that's a perfect play. Like, you set the screen. You free the guy in the corner. I see this run in the WNBA all the time. And I think the Aces ran it a couple times in the playoffs, actually, and route to a title last year. But, I mean... Like, we talked so much about that Austin Reeves shot last year, the one that he hit against Dallas, that game winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not a game winner, but it ends up leading to a game winner, another overtime game, another big shot for an undrafted player who happened to make the roster, who never thought it was going to happen. Didn't think like, about that. Oh, yeah. Nice it's, connection. It's crazy. Like, what a fun moment. And, like, this guy goes freaking ape when he makes a shot. It's so much fun. <laughs> The whole the whole team honestly goes crazy. And the one swallow part to me, number one, he had another big shot. It just didn't really matter much. First quarter, yeah. Pelicans go up like eight or something mm-hmm. like that. We look dead. Like we look like we Classic defended first our, quarter Lakers. <laughs> yeah, we look like we defended our ass off and the Pelicans just hit a bunch of shots at the end. Matt Ryan Matt Ryan hits a three to end the first quarter. Kind of give us a little bit of boost. And I mm-hmm. I believe we kind of pushed that into a second quarter run. But that shot, I think like usually, I don't know what the NBA rule is, but usually I think when players hit that hit that shot, they usually play in the overtime. Matt Ryan hits the 1.1 second shot, does not come in, just just comes in for that specific Nobody role. Nobody expected him to come in. <laughs> no, but I thought like, okay, you earn like a minute, you know, like here, go stand, see if you can make another shot. Nope, just 1.2 seconds. Here you go. Did your job. Sit back down. Sit right back down on the bench. I thought that was great. I thought Darvin Ham played that perfectly. He put Patrick Beverly in for defense. Then we won the game with Ron and AD going off. But I thought that was just amazing that he just one second came in in the fourth, hit that shot, and then didn't play again. I just I mean, like you said, if if Darvin is going to bench Russell Westbrook for the last seven minutes of the game, I don't think he needs to play Matt Ryan for the last five minutes of the game. Like we saw the man play defense. Okay, Zion Williamson was on the court. I'm glad Matt Ryan was not on the court. Okay. <laughs> I'm very happy he hit the shot. I'm very happy he's on the Lakers. He does not need to be playing defense when Zion Williamson is playing offense. Just doesn't need to happen. 
<laughs> no, that that's fair. Yeah, I mean, like, like people are complaining. Like, okay, Serena, real quick. I see people complaining about his defense. You have an undrafted player here that's hitting threes for you at a rate. You're not getting a two way. Like, what do you? What do people think they're getting? I just, I, I just. And these don't are get the it. same people who were saying that Cole Swider couldn't play because of his defense. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, but like, you know, like. Can we wait to see if Cole Swider can shoot? Like, I don't think Cole's release is quick enough for that one point. He's not taking spot. Matt Ryan's minutes. Not yet. <laughs> give him a give him a year in NBA defenses. Uh, <laughs> let, I'll see. I, I still have hope for Cole, but no, it's cool. The Matt Ryan story is awesome and kind of represents to me, like, we needed this win and, you know, some kind of help was given. Like, Matt Ryan making that shot was just perfect. Um, the, I thought Lonnie Walker's reaction was the best. I don't know if you got to see everyone's I saw Russ and Thomas Bryant like chasing after Matt Ryan, but I don't remember seeing Lonnie. So Lonnie was just more like shock, you know, like he was holding Matt Ryan so he doesn't fall because oh. the shot hadn't got the shot hasn't gone in yet. And he was okay. like, oh, yeah, like, like, you know, stand up, bro. And then Matt, obviously the shot goes in and he goes running and Lonnie's like, oh, wow, I, that really went in. So oh, Lonnie was so. just protecting his teammate from falling at the end of the game. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but that oh, was man. that was a fun. Lonnie's game. been a great pickup. Like that's the kind of signing that you need to make at the mid level, right? Like a player who can be your leading scorer on any given night, but like obviously not with the consistency to be your leading scorer on any given night. But like when his jumper is going in, he's a very tough cover. He's a tough cover. Like anytime. Like I think he's outplayed the taxpayer MLE kind of. He played forty minutes tonight. I mean, that's he played forty minutes. <laughs> Well, obviously, there's overtime. Is Kendrick Nunn like, dead? Jesus. <laughs> Cooper tweeted out that Kendrick Nunn was a minus one in zero minutes tonight. I don't remember him getting on the floor. So I, I think, think that... because he was the one who stood up on the bench that caused us the technical free throw when Lonnie dunked. <laughs> I think that's oh what the God. minus one is for. <laughs> that that point could have mattered. It could have really mattered. That's an awful rule, by the way. I'm not sure what they're doing. That's a terrible like I, I understand i thought they made the rule because like theo pinson was deliberately trying to look like he was on the court like he was wearing the same color as the warriors jersey like on the bench he was deliberately trying to hoodwink them like these these guys are just celebrating a good play like that should not be a technical foul that's that's stupid yeah very dumb uh, definitely could have cost us the game mm-hmm. cj mccollum got a free free throw out of us celebrating a Lonnie Walker dunk. Like, I think that's ridiculous. Um, Lon- not but- even a great Lonnie Walker dunk, let's be clear. He's had better. <laughs> the half-court one was better, I think, maybe. Like, the one in the half-court where he just drove and, and yeah, slammed yeah. it. But, uh, but yeah, Samir, this team is coming together. We're starting to... I won't say there's a good team here yet. I'll <laughs> hold that off because I've seen the reactions to any... Uh, even semblance of me bringing up any kind of optimistic... A view on the team in a larger point but i i think there's i think darvin ham is starting to build stuff and i think he's starting to figure things out our defense i think is legit i think uh we were number two coming into this game probably got a little bit worse because of what the pelican scored but yeah i think no you know tacos after... today no yeah i don't know what i could care about less honestly when the game's <laughs> going and and we're like the pelicans are going to run and uh billy mac is asking is telling us we may get they may get tacos tonight i'm not sure what i could really care about less in that moment i enjoyed tacos when it was a round number like 100 i consistently mm-hmm. forget what the number is now i always think it's 113 i think it's 111 it's 111 but, mm-hmm. like 
the players coming in to Staples Center used to know that it was 100. They would try yeah. to bust the tacos. Denver on Sunday had no idea it was 111. Jamal Murray had zero intention of trying to score on that final possession. <laughs> like, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, I don't like moving the goalposts. Make them score under 100. It, it's still possible. I it's mean, not like, possible. I don't... <laughs> I've been reading that like offense is at the highest levels at this point in the season as it has been for like, two decades. And I'm watching the Lakers thinking, how is that possible? <laughs> we haven't caught up yet. Is at its best. Shooting is at its best. Like what, what teams are they watching? <laughs> Not ours, obviously. Not ours, no. <laughs> now, the third quarter um, was probably like the only time when our defense was bad, I would say. Uh, we just kept packing the paint a little bit too much and leaving those shooters open. And like Alvarado, I guess like they thought he wasn't a shooter after he airballed that first corner three, but I mean, clearly he could do some things. <laughs> and then when he stole the ball from LeBron, like I, I wanted to throw things at the television. Like I'm so mad about that. Yeah. I thought it kind of combined with uh, AD went to the bench. I think AD got a long rest. I don't know if you noticed that either. He but... did get a long rest. We were trying yeah, to hold so... off as long as possible on him. Yeah, And he yeah, still so he missed a couple out... bunnies at the end. <laughs> So he, I think he went out like two or three minutes left in the third, and then he didn't come back to like six minutes left in the fourth. You um, could tell New Orleans was deliberately not trying to get a stoppage when they saw him at the scores table. It's like yeah, Zion, and avoid like, the contact. <laughs> and then Alvarado just could not miss. I feel like he hit every shot that he took after the air ball, mm -hmm. and then obviously the steal in the ball, the floaters at the rim. I was like, is this how the Suns felt like for six games? Or, yeah, I don't remember must how, have been. How, or how the Clippers fell in the playing game, but um, but yeah, it was a uh, it was frustrating to watch uh, Alvarado just kind of tear us apart there. And LeBron, I thought was like careless for a lot of this game. I thought there were most a lot of, of this game, yeah, for a lot of turnovers, a lot of weird shots at the basket, a lot of oh, seven on his threes, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and I think one of those threes were a good look. Like I don't think any of those threes Not were like bad. threes you want LeBron taking. It's like um, LeBron a... wants to be like a jump shot killer at the end of games. He doesn't have to be. Like he can do the just bulldoze your way to the hoop and get three points the old fashioned way. I don't know why he wants to take the jumper. I mean, I guess it's easier like on his body, and he did look a little out of it. I mean, didn't he have to take off his shoe at one point and like retape or something during the first quarter? Yeah, in the in in the beginning of the game, uh, but I, I thought like he does that throughout, like especially in the beginning, he takes a lot of just break rhythm jumpers, and mm -hmm. I feel like he just tries to load manage his body. Yeah. So at the end, he can attack. Like he got a few drives at the end of the game. Yeah, especially in overtime too. Overtime, yeah, got to the got to the foul line, got to the basket. Uh, but yeah, like I think in those times you'd want Lonnie Walker, Anthony Davis, kind of going because LeBron just goes into break rhythm, jab, step, jab, step, jumper. Um, no matter who's guarding him, no matter what the play call is, he'll just uh take a take a jump shot. But he came through at the end, uh, and he's still I don't know what up with tonight. Um, His bad but... game is twenty points, ten rebounds, eight assists, and plus five in the box score. That's a bad LeBron game. Yeah, and 40 minutes for LeBron tonight, too. Yeah. Uh, so he, he does have to do a lot more playmaking than I anticipated on this roster because Patrick Beverly cannot. Um, should not. Stagger yeah. with Russell Westbrook is is pretty distinct now. Like, he's not playing a ton mm -hmm. of minutes with Russ. Um, and then, like, Schroeder's obviously out. Kendrick Dunn is out of the rotation. So he's playing more point guard than I thought he was going to have to with this roster. And so I do understand why he feels the need to break rhythm sometimes because it's it is a lot of effort to run the offense all the time, especially then when Zion is just like putting his body into you on every other possession. 
Like, I'm willing to forgive some of the LeBron shots. Or even like Jonas Valanciunas having to drive into him every yeah. time or having a, even a guy like Troy Murphy on you or um, I forgot who it is. Uh, Trey Nazi. Murphy, you're doing the Billy Mack thing. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Murphy, sorry. Or Trey, Trey, not Murphy. Trey, 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 Trey Murphy. Trey, Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy. Yes, yes, yes. Literally three. Literally three. <laughs> Trey Murphy, yes, yes. Um, and Zeke Naji as well. I thought like gave him some trouble ball pressuring him. Um, and yeah, that's tough to do all game. Like I was hoping Austin Reeves would be a little bit more aggressive on the ball, but uh yeah, I think this team's finding its way and hopefully LeBron kind of picks it up. AD gets healthy and healthier every game. I thought mm-hmm. he looked better than the Nuggets game, right? I don't think Agreed. he's all the he's yeah. not all the way there, but I feel like he's going on an upward trajectory in terms of his health. Um yeah. I thought the quick jumps were a little bit more back were returned tonight a little bit more on the offensive rebounds. Uh, his defense has just been amazing. I thought LeBron started to play well on defense in the second half, really started to pick it up, but we're finding our way. Serena, we're, uh, we're finding our way. <laughs> yeah, Najee Marshall was much better for the Pelicans than I thought he was. I, I don't know that I've ever paid that much attention to him, and I don't know how many minutes he would have gotten had like Herb and B.I. been available, but like, yeah, he was good. He was pretty good. I think Pat Bev took a cheap shot at him <laughs> that point that he went down. But <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Pat Bev is uh I'm not I'm not sure what he did to earn those minutes at the end of the game. Like I would have rather had Troy Brown in there. Um, obviously it worked out with Pat Bev just fine. He got a couple of critical offensive rebounds. He was like talking shit to the scorer's table. Like I saw after that. getting one of the offensive rebounds. And I thought the play was dead, but no, it was still going. <laughs> Pat was like talking to somebody by the scorer's table after getting that offensive rebound which is so perfectly pat um for those of you listening to this darius soriano has a piece on patrick beverly on the site running tomorrow which i think is uh very well encapsulates how he played both today and for the entirety of the season but uh yeah the pat's got to just like make shots at some point because every time he drives into traffic i'm just like something terrible is going to happen he had one play tonight. I forgot what I think we were down one and like AD kicked it out to him mm-hmm. or LeBron kicked it out to him, pump fake. And like he's like, Should I shoot? Should I not? And then he ends up taking this floater, doesn't go in. And I was like, Oh, like let's get I think Pat AD out had like game. a putback attempt that like wasn't quite right either. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was like, let's get Pat out of this game. And Patrick Beverly went out and then he didn't come back till I believe the overtime uh to to defend CJ. And you said, What did Pat Bev do to deserve those minutes? Have the Patrick Beverly career. Like that's I that's guess. What, I guess. He, not but, that I agree with all of it. Like I would yeah. hope I want Austin to start. That's what I've been hoping for. Sure. But I think but like I mentioned this with Jacob. I think Austin playing against bench players is still where he is at this point in his career. I'm willing to give the man a little bit more leeway. <laughs> sure. Uh but yeah, like the but that overtime is like that's what I want. Like Patrick, like that's what we brought. That's what we traded for. Not to run drag screens. Like there's no reason Patrick Beverly should get two ball screens. There's there's no reason he's coming off like he's Chris Paul, like in the <laughs> mid range, right? Like am I wrong? Like he's coming You're off absolutely right, Raj. You're absolutely two, right. He's coming off like two screens and then like making the skip pass a second late. It's off target, right? Like I don't need Patrick Beverly doing that. Like. I would say Darvin Ham has generally pushed the right buttons, and especially so today. Him empowering Patrick Beverly to, you know, explore the studio space on offense is not something that I want. I'm glad he's confident. He does not need to be that confident. Yeah, his light is just too green. Um, It's very green. It's the greenest. It's very green. Yeah, yeah. Almost as green as Matt Ryan's. (laughs) 
No, you can't get as green as Matt Ryan's. I think this is my thought. I think they tell Matt Ryan, if you pass up a shot, you're coming out. Like to me, I think that's that's what I see. He caught the ball. What was that shot? He had like, that one like wing catch where he like, yes. drove and then turned it over, right? And I was like, yeah. what? Did he, what did he just do? <laughs> There's no way this was in the playbook. He he went inside the three point arc. He's not supposed to go in there. No, that's, no. Uh, yeah, that's off territory. Maybe to collect a defensive rebound. <laughs> Yeah, it's the only time you pass the three point marker is to go get a re- to go get a rebound on the defensive end. Um, but yeah, I think that's what Hammond has told him, and he's empowered him as well, right? Matt Ryan looks confident, like he has a shot and he's the cocky. Most confident. He has so much swag. It's crazy. It's not what I expected at all, but uh, it's it's great. It's nice to see a. We need some um, you know, unbashful shooters, like some guys who just don't care. You know, some uh some irrational confidence guys um mm-hmm. not Patrick Beverly level but like you know like we need some irrational confidence guys and I think Matt Ryan fits that uh we'll see if he he plays in the next one but we have some winnable games coming up like this that's what I thought Utah's today really was good in- Raj there uh, yeah, we should, but I mean if, we're really a- good. if we play three-point defense like we did today against Pelicans could be troublesome against Markinen and Conley and Beasley and Olenek I didn't mention okay. Clarkson yeah <laughs> some good shooters That's, they are but we should beat utah like we should like I hope if we we're, beat utah they just beat memphis twice <laughs> if we're a serious basketball team we we go into a, a home game against utah um with the, with the shot to win cleveland's tough they get darius garland back they got they looked good garland, today against celtics donovan mitchell look, looks fantastic i bigger fan of donovan mitchell i think the most but uh yeah they're 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 tough but we get utah again and then the clippers who are struggling who we honestly i think we should have we should have beaten that was why we'll come back (laughs) (laughs) why take one more game off like just you know come back on whatever games after that but um and then we go and then we play the kings and then we play the nets who might have the most uh kings who absolutely obliterated us during the preseason (laughs) Yes, but that's not Twice. the same king. Twice. That's not the Kings team. That's not this Kings team. Like Kings were different in preseason. They I think they went undefeated in preseason. I believe I so. Correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think they started off like 0-4 or something. Uh but yeah, yeah and then we play the also Nets. Also two and five, just like us. Two and five. Okay. Yeah. Our record um, does not uh <laughs> represent us. Um but uh <laughs> trying to trying to keep it up be here. Uh <laughs> But but yeah, I just think we have some winnable games. Utah, Cleveland, Cleveland's probably a really tough one. Twelve thirty Sunday game is just I'm not sure when we win twelve thirty Sunday games. Those are but, like the nice national TV slots, right? The glamour Laker games. They've been giving those to the Warriors to. in the past few days, past few years. I mean, <laughs> yeah, those are games we never show up to. It's just uh, it, it's terrible. But yeah, Utah twice. Um, the Kings like that's some time to get some uh to catch up a little bit. I on think our six of our next eight our home games and seven mm-hmm. of our next eight are at like in Los Angeles, because one of those is a road game against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So like, we really need to be taking advantage of these lack of travel, like especially LeBron and Anthony Davis. Absolutely. Yeah. Need to be taking advantage of that. Yeah. So just, just a little bit more. So we go Sacramento, the Nets, then Detroit, the Spurs, like that's, that's some You're time thinking to... way too far ahead. Raj, <laughs> Utah, <laughs> Cleveland. That is all I'm looking at. One game at a time. Still two and five. Okay, got to win our next three games to That's match fair. the pace set by last year's team. 
Okay. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm AD hoping. over here. We win the next 10 games. The entire narrative is different. <laughs> he gets me. There we go. <laughs> win 10 games in a row. That's it. It's that's easy. It. That's all you need to do. <laughs> uh, this this was a fun game though. I I think there's really it was so it, tense and it was like so unnerving at some points, and I was so upset, but then I was having so much fun and like I haven't been this emotionally invested in a Laker game like, in a very long time. It, it's it been forever. I think I came on like in February and I don't think there was a real game past February. We like, didn't I win back to back games other than the last two games of the season, which LeBron and AD didn't play. Yeah. And most of those games, like and you were kept on... talking about us just needing to build a streak. We did. We had to try to build something. Uh, I remember we had like a Pelicans game to like keep us in the play-in last year. And Trey and Murphy shot us out of the plan. And I was like, if we could just win this one, and uh, it, it didn't happen. So I'm hoping this team gives gives us a little bit more of a chance, and I think they will. But I can tell you uh, what, Darvin to- Ham would never DNP Austin Reeves in a big game like that. <laughs> I hope not. Austin's looked Austin's looks good. This team is fun. Quality seventh man, Austin Reeves. Also, like last year's team was so hell to watch, right? I think this one it's is terrible. like it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. This one is like not just guys to root for, but it feels like as a team together, like they play hard, like mm-hmm. they care. They have a defensive identity. I'm not sure what last year's I love year's the I- defensive identity. I love it. It's my favorite thing. I don't, I don't think last year's team had an identity at all. Like I don't think they even had give one. up lots of points. <laughs> more of a yeah i mean <laughs> but, but yeah defensive identity that's been built and then now we can hopefully build the offense you know on top of that but. yeah to think that we actually won a game shooting what 25 percent from three that's pretty cool not 25 yeah, and- we ended up 10 of 36 so slightly above 25 percent. <laughs> my apologies <laughs> But the attempts are way down too, right? Like we we were shooting. Yeah, like 40- I think thirty six makes more sense than forty five, and this was an overtime game too, so it is significantly less. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a point of emphasis, especially after I think the Minnesota game that he said like Darvin Ham is kind of pushed. Yeah, I don't I mean, think no AD-, AD in that game, so that's trickier. Yeah. But AD didn't take a three tonight. Didn't take a three against Denver. Correct. Was extremely yeah. as absolutely taking those out of his game. Raj, um, a lot of the other guys. He only missed three free throws today. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> well, I think one, LeBron and AD didn't get to the line. So LeBron like, had, uh, yeah, LeBron was two of four. So yeah, not good. Not yeah. good. Yeah. AD was four of four. Okay, that's great. That's, that's good great. news. Yeah. So I saw, I think Austin Reeves is like 11 for 12 at the line this season, <laughs> which is just great. I think Lonnie Walker's also at like Lonnie 90%. Was five six. Take it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's at like 90 for the season as well. Um, I it's made nice. a big stink in Slack the other day when Kendrick Nunn got to take our technical free throw. And I was like, what has Kendrick Nunn done to earn taking a technical free throw? And it was probably an oversized reaction to one free throw, but he missed it. It is the only he free did. throw he has taken yet this season. Raj, when do you think he'll take another free throw? I think it's going to be a while, honestly. Like, a while. I, don't, I don't think Kendrick Dennis Nunn is, is coming getting back up. soon. Yeah, it's funny because Dennis also kind of fits the ethos of this team, right? Mm-hmm. Like he defends his scrappy butt off, defends his butt off, can't shoot, like fits <laughs> the absolute ethos <laughs> of this team and is fast with the ball, right? Yep. Like I think that's stuff that we want to run with. Kendrick Nunn kind of looks out of place. Like 
I don't want to go deep into Kendrick Nunn because he didn't play. No, we, but... we love basketball. We're talking about people we like. Yeah. <laughs> you love Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I so... improbably have made a full 180 on Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> if Danny Green can say that was a good trade for the Lakers, then I am on board with Dennis Schroeder. It was, it was, it was a good, it was a good move. It was, it was sold as that at the time. And again, I think he was better than what he showed for us. He had a bad year in Boston and Houston or whatever, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see what he brings him and Thomas Bryan. I think we're pegged as rotation pieces. Like I think so too. Were, when, yeah. when they were picked up. So, and again, JTA didn't even play tonight, um, but other two rotation guys fell off. So Damian Jones and uh, Kendrick Nunn. But it's crazy out. because like, I'm so attached to these nine. Like I want these nine to play. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take any minutes away from my guys. <laughs> I can I can get I love Patrick Wendy Beverly. And I love Austin. <laughs> but Patrick Beverly's minutes can go down. I'm okay with that. Like he only played he play 27 in an overtime game. That's about half. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with putting that down to like 15. Like get Dennis Schroeder some minutes. I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. But yeah, I we're finding stuff and Russ benched in fourth quarter and overtime like that's and it wasn't a story there's no stories about it it's just we move on wow (laughs) like he just goes and plays off the bench and plays well and hypes the crowd and then goes and sits down and there's no story about there's no my you know i'm hurt now because i came off the bench. like none of that is coming up anymore (laughs) um it's it's crazy what winning does and what playing well does and good we're two and five we're two and five (laughs) no we are uh, it's obscene (laughs) But we are on the tied for the longest winning streak of the 2022 calendar here. So I'll take it. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not sure when our next two game win streak is. So I'm going to enjoy this. Like, <laughs> like, We're going to beat Utah, right? Then it'll be three. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but yeah, it's because it's hard to like preach patience and process and all that stuff when you're losing like. You, there's a point of like, like where it has said, to... it's really hard to sacrifice when you're not getting the results. <laughs> exactly. And there's a point where like the process has to meet results, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't keep saying like, yeah, we're making good process and then keep losing. Like there has to be a point where those two meet. And I think mm-hmm. now's that time. Like it, yeah. it's gone long enough. Uh, we have enough. We had enough close games. Again, the Clippers one, I think we should have won. Imagine Portland. We beat Port- we Portland was, yeah. Portland's a win. We're three and four. No, we're so we're two and five. Let's... <laughs> Same as the Sacramento Kings, okay? Uh, yeah, I guess that, we are. That is what uh, we are, okay? Yeah, and it's it's we fine. Are. We've beaten two, what I would imagine, are Western Conference playoff teams. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Those are some, some quality yeah. wins. Admittedly, both fair, at home, they, but it's yeah, fine. They were, they were missing Brandon Ingram. Like, that's a big deal. Like, it's okay. <laughs> one of our favorite players. He, one of he'd the, be taking he, the ball out of Zion's hands. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> That's one way to, to Look, put that. Yeah. The Lakers are relying on Matt Ryan to hit a clutch jumper. Okay. Okay. This is not yeah. a this is not a whole team either. Okay. It's not. You're right. Dennis Schroeder was out. You're right. Matt Ryan he doesn't did. even have a, a headshot on NBA.com. No, he doesn't. It's doesn't. a blank picture. It's just blank. Yeah. The disrespect. You'd think the Lakers would get their all their players at least, right? Like, with some teams, you get it. But Matt Ryan not having a headshot picture, that's, that's makes, shocking. Makes me wonder how much longer he's going to be like. <laughs> no, they should have guaranteed his deal. Like, no, tonight. he can't guarantee his deal. He can't. 
why not? He should have guaranteed his deal by no, now. No. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. Happy to have this night. I remember. I'm gonna keep saying this. I remember in preseason, I told you two games in, Matt Ryan came in. People are like, oh, Matt Ryan, like Darvin Ham doesn't really care about this. No, you were the one who said those minutes were unserious because Matt Ryan was playing. <laughs> I thought I said they were serious. Are, no. Were they unserious? <laughs> okay, I believe you said, like, they're supposed to be serious minutes, but Matt Ryan is playing. Okay, that might that might make sense. Okay, yeah. Um, but anyway, Darvin Ham went to him super early. Hey. He's been in every single game uh, pretty he much. saw something, yeah. Yeah, he saw, like, hey, this guy can actually shoot um, and isn't, like, 6'1". And, like, again, I'm not – I don't – like, asking Matt Ryan to be a good defender is extremely unfair. Like, I – it's an extremely annoying thing to see online. Like, oh, he can't move his feet. He, you know, he couldn't. Hey, he, he couldn't moved stay with... his feet just fine on that last three. Yeah, like, he can't stay in front of CJ McCollum. Well, no, duh. Like, it's he's Matt Ryan. Like, let him fine. take threes and throw throw shots up. Um, let him be our Luke Kennard or something. You know, like maybe, maybe... Yeah. Luke Kennard's really good. I, I understand. <laughs> Luke Kennard's really good. Um, he's just our Matt Ryan. He's just our Matt Ryan. It's fine. Yeah, and he got us a win. He literally got us a win, which is crazy. Saved our season, maybe. One and six would have been rough. One and six would have been so annoying after being up 16 points in the third quarter. We are one Matt Ryan shot away from this whole podcast being about, like, (laughs) did did Buddy Heald play today? (laughs) (laughs) One Matt Ryan shot away But the basketball gods have smiled upon us because this is I Love Basketball, and we got to talk about something happy. And... As we wrap up, I feel like I should say that this is my last episode of I Love Basketball. Um, I will <laughs> love more details about what is to come later, but Raj will still be podcasting. He'll still be doing spaces for us after every game. I know I hijacked him away from the spaces tonight, but that's because this is our last show together and I wanted to have a chance to talk about this wonderful game. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, this is the last Wednesday I'll be on the show, and I'm just very grateful that the Lakers sent our combo out in style, Raj. Yeah, me too. It's been really fun all year getting to talk to you, and you know, you bringing me down or up, whichever way um, that I need. Uh, I really help. like the Lakers too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, just bringing me into reality more, and it, it's been really fun and learning and uh, being on Silver Screen Roll for a year, and just welcoming me with open arms like it's been it's been an amazing experience and good luck to you and your next endeavors and what you do bigger and better things um but yeah i hope i can keep the name of i love basketball in in the in the right way that you that you've had it so yeah and i'm just gonna accost you on spaces um to bring you down a peg whenever it's necessary so (laughs) please do keep me keep me keep me in the keep me in reality sometimes i can i can fly into some some laker colored glasses (laughs) Well, on that note, uh, the Lakers are two and five. They are riding a two-game win streak heading into Friday's game against Utah. And make sure that you are subscribed to the Silver Screen Roll podcast for Lakers talk every day of the week. It's still going to happen even if I'm not part of the talking. Um, and Raj will catch you next week. Yeah, 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 yeah,